93.3 KIOA and Luke and Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning. Jeremy, there are some mornings when I really envy you living in an apartment. Why? Because you don't have to deal with the snow removal process. No, they were out and about this morning already. I got to tell you, I... I love the fact that the city of West Des Moines tries to keep the roads clear, especially after it snows and especially when it started melting. Yeah. I appreciate that. But I also, at the same time, really want them to stop plowing my street. Is there still snow on your street? Like a little, but not a lot. Probably not enough that they need to do it again. Well, I mean, if it starts to melt and it freezes, it'll turn into a layer of ice. So they probably need to get it off the street. I understand that. But the thing is, is that they keep going down the street and they keep like getting closer and closer to the edges of like the curb That's where they've been missing. I understand that. <laughs> but it keeps putting a big lump of snow along the front of my driveway. Yesterday, I mean yeah. my the rest of my driveway is clear, not a speck of snow on it. Yes. I came home yesterday and Susan warned me that it happened. And there it is, a big hunk of snow that I might as well have put my car into four-wheel drive in order to get over so that I could get up to my garage. And there I am again, another day in a row, down there with the shovel, <sighs> shoveling out the foot of my driveway. I am so tired of shoveling. <laughs> Why do you do this to me every morning? Every morning, the first break, you have to do something that just <laughs> makes my head explode. <laughs> Do you want them to shovel your driveway for you? Gosh, that would be great. Do you want them just to not put snow in front of your driveway? Yes. But just you. What about your neighbors? What about all the other people that have to deal with this exact same problem? I'd love it if none of us had to deal with it. Well, I hate to tell you, we got 27 and a half inches of snow last week, and it's not going anywhere for a while. I know. And they need to get it off the streets. I know. That's more important than the berm. In front of your driveway. First of Use all. Use a little shovel. It couldn't have been that much snow. How much snow was it? I I don't know. It, it only took me like 20 minutes. See, it wasn't that much. But still, it's the fact that I had to take another 20 minutes yesterday to shovel again. You didn't have to. You could have just left it. You could have left it. No. Why not? Because I, no, no, that's, no, that's not an option. Well, I mean, it is. It is an option. For, for our comfort, we did not want to leave that there. Well, there are some people who are not able to go out and get that berm of snow from in front of their driveway. I'm just saying, is there anybody else who is just sick and tired of Everybody. Shoveling? Everybody is tired of it, and they're tired of listening to you complain about it. Well, this is not how I thought today was going to start. <laughs> you start complaining, I'm going to set you straight, buddy. Gosh, that's... Not what I remember being in your contract. Oh, that's written in, like, bold print and highlighted in my contract. Well, then I need to have a meeting with somebody. Yes, you do. Be nice to me. I'm I am crabby. nothing but... Oh, you're crabby. <laughs> you want to see crabby, my friend. Bring it. Let's see what happens today. Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. I'll tell you, that music is unmistakable. Yes. You could hear that anywhere and you'd be like, is it Sunday? Or is Wynton Marsalis in my living room? (laughs) 
Uh, we got the sad news yesterday that Charles Osgood passed away at the age of 91. Whew. Of course, he is best known for the being the long-running host of CBS Sunday Morning. 22 years, I think he Something hosted Something like that. that, yeah. Yeah. And Jeremy and I were talking about this before the show this morning, and I actually learned something about Jeremy today that you and I are actually both really big fans of CBS Sunday Morning. Uh, I would say I'm the bigger fan of CBS Sunday Morning. Thank you, you very much. Yeah, you probably are, especially currently, because <laughs> I have not watched it in a while. Ugh. Just because, unfortunately, our our nine year old controls the TV on the weekends, and so 8 we don't get a chance. Eight a.m. Sunday morning. That is when I am in front of my TV with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. ready to watch CBS Sunday Morning. Now I remember, like, really, like a long time ago, when it was Charles Kuralt was the host mm-hmm. back in the day, and I just thought Sunday Morning was like old people news. Oh yeah, I just thought I was like, what is the like? What, first of all, why is there a trumpet? <laughs> Second of all, this show is really long. Like, I, I didn't understand the whole concept of the show. And then I think it was somewhere in the late 90s, maybe even the early 2000s, they were doing a profile of – I don't remember what it was, but it was obviously something that I was interested in. So Probably I thought, a musician. Probably, because yes. Because they always had a tendency to do that. Yes. And so I said, oh, I got to get up and watch that Sunday morning show and, and see this story. And I remember that morning, I thought – well, this show is great. I love this show. What what a wonderful and, and interesting way to present, you know, the news and just interesting stories and they go long form in it. And that was when I realized I was definitely an adult. Is because now suddenly I have the urge to watch CBS Sunday morning. Especially when you went, Wow, they're long form. Yeah. That definitely shows that you were an adult. Ooh. Long-form television. Well, I was used to MTV News where everything was flashing in my face with strobe lights and the news stories were 40 seconds long. I probably started watching this show well into like the early 80s because I remember being with my grandfather watching CBS Sunday Morning Uh every weekend. Yeah. That was a thing. I had grandparents that lived in Wisconsin, so I would go stay with them. And I remember, you know, getting up, grabbing a kitten out of the barn and then just sitting and watching CBS Sunday Morning with my grandparents. It was awesome. And so I have known that Wynton Marsalis solo for literally my entire life. I don't know if we need to come back at some point (laughs) about how you just went to the barn and grabbed a kitten, but we may have to talk about that another day. People who live on farms understand. I didn't go out there and grab the Sunday Morning kitten. I was seven. I just wanted a kitten. <laughs> Leave me alone. But yes, you are currently the bigger Sunday morning fan because I oh. don't I don't watch it every week. But I will say I do have a season pass set up on my DVR and it does record it every single Sunday. And so I've got all these episodes in case I ever want to go back and watch. <laughs> You'll never go back. Oh, I'm sure I'll never go back and You'll watch all of them. them. But if I ever find out that, you know, there's something interesting in there that I might need to know or somebody says, hey, something was cool on there. Yeah, I have it available so I can go back and watch it. Well, I don't have the ability to record things because. I have an antenna on my TV. <laughs> Therefore, 8 a.m. Sunday morning, that is when you get Wynton Marsalis and the CBS Sunday morning program. Jane so, Polly now hosted. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. It's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah, Charles Osgood losing him at the age of 91. Man, Aww. what a long life. Yeah. Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. I love that on TikTok especially, we have found... 
a new way to do War of the Roses. <laughs> we have found a new way to pit men against women, and it always ends up being the dumbest thing, <laughs> but it always makes sense, which is crazy. Okay. There is a new trend where women are putting globs of ketchup or other sorts of condiments on their counters in front of their husbands mm-hmm. and or significant others and asking them to clean it up. Okay, simple enough. And that's it. That's it? That's it. They then film the person cleaning up the condiment or in this case the ketchup. It's called the ketchup trend. Um, and just to see what happens. So the fact that they're doing this at all tells me that there is a right and a wrong way to clean up ketchup off the counter. Well, obviously, yes, there is a wrong way and a right way to clean up ketchup. If if I were to do this to you, I would just walk in, take a bottle of ketchup, squeeze some on the counter. Mm-hmm. How would you react? Well, I think what I would do is I would go over to the sink. I would grab the like washcloth that we keep at the sink. Okay. I would give it a little wetness, a little wet. A little wetness. <laughs> <laughs> Run it under the water. <laughs> and then I would come over and do like a little sweeping like they do in those bounty commercials. They do like the unnecessary like whoosh. Right. Little, little curl of the hand and the fingers. As I clean up the ketchup, I scoop it kind of with the bottom of my hand. Make sure it's all gone. I don't know. Is that right? And, and yeah, kind of, sort of. So apparently, what's happening here is a lot of men are just grabbing like a paper towel. I was going to say I would have also grabbed a paper towel. Well, when you wipe something like a viscous <laughs> sort of thing on a counter, it leaves a residue. Okay. So when you rub ketchup across the counter, you're not just wiping it up. It's not like it's coming up. You're leaving a little trail usually on the counter, right? And these men, a lot of them, the first thing they're thinking is, why are you wasting ketchup? That's been a, a common yes. thought. Why are you wasting paper towels for this? So one man actually took one of the smaller paper towels, wiped, fold, wipe fold wipe fold until he had this teeny tiny little section of ketchup covered uh paper towel and he didn't know what to do with it and the girl is like throw it away but a lot of times what's happening is yes you are wiping the counter with something but a lot of guys aren't using any sort of wetness as you called it yeah or like a cleaning solution you have to actually spray that down and clean the residue off of the counter or you've left ketchup on your counter okay so i'm gonna claim a little bit of a advantage here for this because we have these really ugly countertops yeah that are like all different kinds of colors so do we that hide stains really well so i think even if i did clean it up i wouldn't know if it left a residue because i wouldn't be able to see it i'm pretty sure if i did this at my house my boyfriend wouldn't even notice that it was there to begin with because of the colors of our cabinet. I cannot tell you how many times I have walked up and like set something down on the counter and then picked it back up and it, one, either still be stuck to the counter or two, have something all over it. Grape jelly is the worst. I cannot tell you how much grape jelly is all over my countertops right now. So he would fail this miserably. <laughs> 
And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. I have to admit, Jeremy, that I think of you in the weirdest times. <laughs> uh, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me yesterday. Okay. I had just gotten home from work. Okay. And I opened up the refrigerator. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. As long as we're talking about food. Got myself an adult beverage and then went down to my dark basement. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that checks. (laughs) I opened up the refrigerator and in our fridge, specifically up on the top shelf, that is where our condiment drawer is. You have a drawer in your refrigerator? Well. On the top shelf? In this case, it's a shelf. But some people have a drawer because I have a feeling you don't keep your extra condiments. Like, you know, you get extra uh, sauces and packets of, you know, mustard, ketchup, etc. Condiments. I, I feel like you don't do what I do, and that is keep it in the refrigerator. Why would you put those in the refrigerator? They don't need to be refrigerated. They weren't refrigerated to begin with. That is correct. <laughs> However. That would be like saying I bought an extra bottle of ketchup and I just put it in the fridge just because. Now, I will say when we buy our... Ketchups and mustards and such. Yeah. We do keep them in the cupboard right. until they get opened and then they go into the fridge. Yeah. That's why it says on the bottom, refrigerate after opening. <laughs> Can I just add, by the way, that you have woman-splained how to <laughs> how to clean yeah. and how to refrigerate a condiment to me today. Yeah. You know what that means? It means I've read the directions. <laughs> okay. I'm using that next time you <laughs> say that I mansplained something. That's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I, there's something about condiments. I like them cold. I like my ketchup cold, my mustard cold. And just because it's always in the fridge when I use it. Okay. So I don't think that, like, if I had an extra, I don't know, name a sauce of fast foods, uh, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't think if I had a Chick-fil-A sauce, I wouldn't want it. I don't like it warm. I like it cold. But when you get it from the restaurant, it's not cold. I know, and I don't care for it that way. I wish they, because you can't ask them to have it cold. They don't, they don't have it in a freezer somewhere. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just stuck with what I have. Yeah, the same thing everybody else gets. I don't understand why I just you think, think you're it's, so special. I don't think it's special. I just think it's better. I think that like the McDonald's barbecue sauce and the honey mustard and all that that you get with your nuggets, I think that tastes better cold. <laughs> In my brain right now, can I just tell you, you are the Grey Poupon guy (laughs) walking up to the counter at Chick-fil-A. Excuse me, can I have my Chick-fil-A refrigerated? Pardon me, do you have any refrigerated condiments? (laughs) Right? That's what I'm seeing in my head right now. I'm going to go today to Chick-fil-A. I don't don't even know if I want it for lunch. Yeah, I don't even know if I want it for lunch today, but I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, and I'm just going to ask for a refrigerated condiment. Who doesn't want Chick-fil-A for lunch, first off? What is wrong with you? Because. Second, first of all, I don't think they ever get that question. I want to ask them a new question that they've never been asked at the counter. And I hope you get the new person that has no idea what's going on. And they're like, hang on a second. And they walk to the back and then you just hear everyone laughing hysterically. Yes, what does re- this guy want? The refrigerated uh, Chick-fil-A sauce is next next to the left-handed pickle slicer. Exactly. Which is a real thing, asked my grandmother. We've come to the point in the chronology to procure the storehouse of words and break down the lyrical content. Can someone please give this to me in English?
It's time to break out the thesaurus and figure out the lyrics. It's Thesaurus Karaoke with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We invite you to play along with us as we have garbled up some of the best songs of all time. <laughs> garbled is a good word for this. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can identify what we're trying to say. With In our, the garbling. Yes, with our Thesaurus Karaoke. Uh, I'm happy to go first today, Jeremy. All you'd right. Like. All right, here are my lyrics. Smooth attire, ebony neckwear. No justification required. They approach swiftly with maximum velocity. Considering that each female exhibits a penchant towards a well-appointed bloke. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay, do it again. Smooth attire, ebony neckwear. No justification required. They approach swiftly with maximum velocity, considering that each female exhibits a penchant towards a well-appointed bloke. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why does... What? Okay. Smooth attire, ebony neckwear. Silk black tie. No justification required. Black tie not required. Um, wow, they come at you fast. Considering each female, give me okay, give me that part again. Considering that each female exhibits a penchant towards a well-appointed bloke. Ugh. I have no idea. You have no idea? And, and no, I have no clue. The only thing I can think of is like putting on the Ritz. <laughs> it's kind of where I was going with that. Putting on the Ritz? I know that's not right. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I got nothing. Nothing. All right. Giving up on this one? Yeah. All right. Smooth attire. Ebony neckwear. Yeah, I never would No got justification this. required. They approach swiftly with maximum velocity, considering that each female expects his attention towards a well-appointed bloke. Well-appointed is sharp-dressed? Yeah. Well-appointed yes. is sharp-dressed? Yes. How? How is appointed it, it, dressed? It just is. Mm. I'm not going to argue with the thesaurus gods. I am. Okay. Good luck with that. All right. I don't like this game today. Oh, good grief. It's more fun when I figure it out. Uh Uh-huh. All right, fine. Here we go. Each particular bloom boasts their projection. Similar to each vespers possesses their daybreak. Similar to each buckaroo croons his blue depressed anthem. Each particular bloom boasts their projection. Okay, this time slow to where you know I can actually write it down. No. <laughs> yes. Because I'm mad. Quickly. Each particular. Oh my gosh. Bloom <laughs> boasts. You don't type very fast. Their projection. Okay. You got that part? Yes. Okay. Similar to each Vespers. I'm watching your fingers. You still type. The S <laughs> is to the left. To the left. <laughs> I got it. Possesses. There's a lot of S's here. Their daybreak. Similar to each, Buckaroo croons his blue depressed anthem. Each particular bloom boasts their projection. 
so much easier than yours. Yours was stupid. Mine's really fun and good. You should be able to get it really easily. Uh, there's a lot of mention of flowers here, so I'm going to say every rose has its thorn. I hate you so much. <laughs> so much. Every particular bloom boasts their projection. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to each vespers. Possesses their debris. Yay, 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 yay. Teach buckaroo. Chris is blue. Depressed. Anthem like this one. <laughs> Each particular bloom boasts their projection. All right. Uh, there we go. I got it. You know what it really did for me? It was, the, it, it was all the mentions of flowers and then a buckaroo. The, I knew I knew it was going to be easy, but you, we really need to work on your typing skills. <laughs> Don't you be worried about how I type. It's so slow. Hopefully you did better than us. You had to have done better than me because I sucked today. That's how we do thesaurus karaoke. Because he didn't give me a very good one. Oh, jeez. It wasn't no, very good. It's right? always me. It wasn't very good. It's Luke and Jeremy on KIOA. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Jeremy, did you hear the story about Ryan Gosling admitting what he did when he was a kid? Uh-uh. So he apparently was not a great kid, and this was like right before he was like Mickey Mouse Club, Ryan Gosling. Mm, mm -hmm. So I guess in early junior high, late elementary school, he was having a really tough time making friends at school. And one of his favorite movies was Rambo First Blood. Oh, because that's what every small child should be watching. I mean, it was the 80s, man. It was wild. And so he wanted to emulate his hero, Rambo. And so he would bring steak knives to school and throw them at students on the playground. Yeah, that's not how you make friends. No, no, no. it's really not. Ended up getting him suspended slash kicked out of school. Hmm. And suffice to say, kind of put him down like the wrong road, if you will. But I, <laughs> as you can tell, and he just got nominated for an Oscar yesterday, he's kind of back on the right path. And yeah, I'm throwing steak knives at kids at recess. I can't get over that. Now, I didn't do <laughs> anything nearly that wild in school. In fact, oh. I can only remember... No attempted murder on your record? No. <laughs> okay, good. I, I can only remember one or two times that I got sent to the principal's office, and one of them was really dumb. Mm-hmm. It was that me and another kid traded shoes, and we only traded one shoe, so I was wearing two different shoes, he was wearing the other two shoes. That was a thing? It was a thing in my school to, like, if you saw a friend who was wearing something cool, you could trade with them. And you could wear their starter jacket or their shoes or whatever cool sweatshirt they were wearing. But you didn't trade the full shoes. You only traded one? Yeah, so we were both wearing different shoes. Weird. We get pulled into the principal's office, and because it was a smaller school, the superintendent was also there. Oh, yeah, that's and how mine was. And the superintendent proceeded to chastise us and tell us that we were too young to be starting fads. Did you even know what a fad was at this point? We didn't think we were starting a fad at all. We just thought it was cool that we were both wearing different shoes. And yeah, the, the superintendent was having none of that. You thought you were crisscross? I don't know. I still don't understand. <laughs> they the wore their one clothes backwards. Shoe. I still don't get the one shoe thing. I don't know. We were dumb. We were kids. We were like seventh grade. I don't know. We thought it was cool at the time. Well, the superintendent apparently did not. There was also Weird. another. There was also another time when a bunch of us uh, seventh graders went down to talk to the sixth graders and tell them what junior high was like, and we did a bunch of cursing, and they ratted us out. <laughs> we got in trouble for that too. 
you were a holy terror in seventh grade. <laughs> Changing shoes and talking to underclassmen? How dare you? <laughs> okay, so yeah, I wasn't the worst kid in the world. My mom could have done worse. You think? <laughs> wow. Okay. What'd you do to get in trouble? I traded a shoe. But. One shoe. I would love <sighs> to hear people's stories about being sent to the principal's office. I don't know if they can beat Ryan Gosling bringing steak knives to school. I feel like there's a happy medium between <laughs> steak knives and shoe trading. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle there. Just some good old fashioned. Somebody did something. Cherry that made bombs sense. in the toilet. <laughs> something that made sense. 515-244-4933. We want to hear your stories of why you got sent to the principal's office back in school. And there's a wide gambit of what you could have done. Wow. 515-244-4933. Tell us your stories of why you got sent to the principal's office. <laughs> See if you can be a badder boy than I was. Athlete's foot or attempted murder? <laughs> Which one? Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. You guys are talking about the reasons why people got sent to the principal's office. There's a story about Ryan Gosling back in his youth. Decided to bring steak knives to school and throw them around <laughs> at yeah, kids. Because he yeah. loved the movie Rambo. Not how that works. That's not really a good way to make friends either. No, not really. Uh, we want to hear your stories about why you got sent to the principal's office. 515-244-4933. We'll start with Greg Des Moines. <clears throat> well, in seventh grade, my buddy and I were sitting at a picnic table in an abandoned school, <clears throat> and we saw that the back door was open. So we proceeded to go through the back door, and we went in, and we played a little basketball. And we left and did nothing. <clears throat> but what we didn't know was there was also <clears throat> somebody else later on that night who went in and vandalized the school. Oh, no. <clears throat> so in uh, middle school the next day, we were called down to the office one after another, so they separated us. And when we got in there, there were police officers who read me my rights. Ooh. Not knowing what was going on, we were accused of vandalizing the school. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> that had to be scary for you. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. It was very, very scary. So but, did they at least yeah. find the actual kids who did this and know it wasn't they you? Never, they, never, they never did. We got blamed. Oh, for my it. gosh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but, and we didn't know until... It was several months later to find out what actually happened. Greg, thanks for calling in today. Let's go to Des Moines and talk to Pat. You got a story about going to the principal's office? Well, uh, when I was in seventh grade, this was a Catholic school, and seventh and eighth grade are the top grades, and kids were bringing pictures from, you know, Playboy and Nudist Colony magazine and things like that and showing them to people on the playground. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what happened was one kid got caught with a picture or something, and he turned to anybody that had been even 20 feet from, you know. So anyway, we were called in there, and, and the sister superior is, is asking, so do you condone this? And I didn't even know what condone meant back then. <laughs> I mean, I might. So, I, I need to study up on the word. Yeah. Anyway, what happened was they, they contacted all the parents, and the parents decided that we needed sex education. Oh, my gosh. So, so, so they did that. And uh, so then they passed around a box while we were doing it, and you're supposed to put your question in there. And I think it was a 
female put this question in. It's like, uh, well, you've told us this, this, and this, but how do you actually do it? And they're like, um, um, um. <laughs> Couldn't give an answer to that one. Uh, no, you could not. <laughs> Thank you very much for the call, Pat. That's funny. Did you ever get sent to the principal's office? Yeah. I feel like you were a good kid and you never would. I, I mean, I was, for the most part, a good kid. Second grade for me, apparently, was when I had my issues. Everyone else seemed to do it in seventh grade, <laughs> yeah. according to who we've talked to. But I had a girl who sat in front of me, and we had the the desks with like a, a different chair. It wasn't the, the thing where they were all one piece, yeah. you know? And she would turn around, and she would always put her hand on my desk. And then I would get in trouble for talking to her. Every time, every time I would get in trouble for talking to Danielle. That was her name. Mm -hmm. So finally one day, and we're talking for weeks. This was a week thing. Finally, I got tired of it. So I took my number two pencil and I just stabbed her right in the middle of the hand. What? Yeah. How is that okay? (laughs) Well, it wasn't. I got sent to the principal's (laughs) office. She didn't die. It's like a, it's. I, it's not like I stabbed it through her hand like Rambo style knives. It literally was just like the tip of my, my pencil that wasn't even sharp. And that I is, got sent to the principal's office and had to write a note to my mom, which I then threw away and then lied to the. And it's a whole big thing. You were way more Ryan Gosling than I was. <laughs> I just booped her on the hand a little bit. Booped her. You you put a pencil through her hand. I didn't put a pencil through her hand. Into her hand? Not even. It, it didn't even leave uh, a mark. Didn't even leave a mark. Oh, now it didn't leave a mark. And most people already have that pencil line or dot on their hand anyway. Mm. Everyone got stabbed in the hand with a pencil <laughs> in, in elementary school. Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We were hearing your stories about the reasons why you got sent to the principal's office. I got sent because I traded clothes. Jeremy stabbed a classmate. Hold on, hold on. You didn't trade clothes. You traded one shoe. Yeah, me and my friend each wore one of each other's shoes. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And Jeremy stabbed a girl. With a pencil on her hand. She was fine. It's not like I drew blood. I barely even left a mark on her hand. I stand by what I said. And most people already have that that lead poisoning Uh thing in their hand anyway. 515-244-4933. Let's go to Pella. Talk to Deb. Well, I was in seventh grade and I, first of all, I went to school in the 80s and we wore what we call half shirts to school. Sure. And um, my principal didn't like that and so I got called to the principal's office. Now, I'm going to tell you my half shirt was not showing any skin. No showing any skin. Um, he called me to the principal's office for wearing a half shirt, and when he talked to my mother, my mother told him she couldn't afford the whole shirt. <laughs> oh. So that's my story, yeah. That's uh, really funny. Me, yeah. That's a great comeback from your mom. Right, right. Awesome. And again, seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. <laughs> Something about seventh grade, man. Seventh grade, again. Yes, I was awesome. Thank you very much uh, for the call, Ooh. Deb. Uh, Michelle Sidora says, in high school, I wanted to see if I still fit in a locker. I got in, and my friend Molly shut the door, and we went to and went to class. The principal let me out. Needless to say, he was not impressed. You think? We had the lockers, at least in high school, our lockers were really, really skinny. There was no way anyone was getting inside of one. Oh, we had big ones. Could have never done that. 
I was just too giant of a person to be able to do that. But I think my friend Haley could have gotten it, no problem. You had to be put in one of those industrial size like supply closets. Let's just leave that alone, <laughs> shall we? And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Would you ever work somewhere for free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh-huh. You sure? Because I'm, I'm, get, I'm not getting the actual vibes that you would. Let's just say I've gone above and beyond in every career that I've ever had. So technically, I've been working for free my entire life. <laughs> okay. Let's just say that. Fair enough. Uh, there's a girl who goes by the name Madison. She's on uh, TikTok, and she likes to do kind of weird stunts. Yeah. And she recently decided to go into a Kroger grocery store, and obviously she doesn't work at Kroger. No. But that didn't stop her from just starting to work. I organized shelves, helped more customers, and bought snacks to put in the break room for my coworkers and I. I drank some Dr. Goodwin and let the good times roll. I'm not leaving until I'm CEO of Kroger. I did some cleaning, did some top stock, then helped my top-notch customer. Did that yeah, so then she goes and like bags groceries. Yeah. She's cleaning up. She's paying for people's groceries. She worked there for hours. Six and a half. Before the manager finally figured out what was going on. Well, and the only reason the manager figured it out was because somebody else recognized her from a TikTok where she did the exact same thing at a Target. (laughs) She's done this at multiple places. Target, Walmart. Looks like she might have worked at a Chuck E. Cheese at one point and no one noticed. Yeah. She's finally viral enough that someone noticed her and they came and they're like, "Mm, we're a union. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't really work here for free. Now, the fee- the people at Kroger did decide that they were going to have some fun with her and shoot some social media content. So they invited her back uh-huh. and actually let her go and do things with permission. Yeah, she worked in the deli and made a charcuterie board that she then gave to somebody. Oh. Um, she decorated a cake. It wasn't great, but she did it and <laughs> gave it to somebody. She made uh, sandwiches in the deli, but Kroger also pledged to donate 100 meals for every 100,000 views that she gets on this video, and they're going to donate them to the local food bank. That's awesome. So it, it ended up being a really cool thing. Now, if you could work somewhere for free, where would you work? I would probably just go back to what I know, which would be retail, and I would either work at Walmart, where I worked for years, mm-hmm. or um, like I worked at Elaine Bryant for a long time. I'd work there as well. Sure. I could probably just walk back into that seamlessly and do it, and no one would notice. I think the first place I think of is Adventureland. Oh, well, yeah. Now, obviously, I'm not going to go and try to run the rides because that takes training. Yeah. But I would just walk around. I would, you know, I'd try to find a little dustpan and a broom and I'd just start, you know, cleaning up stuff because, you know, people spill stuff and then you keep walking by it for hours and you're like, man, I wish somebody would clean that up. I would just go and clean stuff up. If I couldn't do Adventureland, let, let's say it's January and they're closed, right. I would probably go and just start bagging groceries at Hy-Vee. Yeah. Because I get so frustrated with people <laughs> who can't bag groceries correctly. And this is not just a knock at Hy-Vee. This is everywhere. Uh, yeah. Hy-Vee, Target, Aldi. Well, I guess you put your own stuff in Aldi. But like, you, any, you bag your own groceries at Aldi. <laughs> everywhere that people bag groceries for you, it always seems like they just they don't get trained properly anymore. They just put one thing in a bag and yes. I'll go. Yeah. Put like three things in a paper bag and I'm like, no, that thing can actually hold a lot more. I love playing the little Tetris game of bagging up groceries, so I would do that. I feel like if Trader Joe's would just do like a once a month class 
to teach people <laughs> yes. how to bag their groceries, they would make a million dollars <laughs> because the <laughs> amount of things that Trader Joe's employees can get into those little paper bags yes. is impressive. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Have you ever, or has your partner ever, warned you that they might do something dumb very soon? Every time I go out with Aaron. <laughs> and I'll let you decide who tells the other person. Oh, I feel like it's Aaron going to say that to you. That is 90% of it, yes. Sometimes it's me, but 90% of the time it is Aaron. I think depending on who we're going to be out with, I don't have to say anything to Susan. Yeah. But if she knows that I'm going to be out with like friends from school or like friends that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and sometimes, sometimes with work people, I do have to like kind of give her a little heads up that things could get a little nutty. He might have two beers. <laughs> You never know. It could get crazy. But it even happens with celebrities. Oh, my gosh. I could not love Jason Kelsey more. Yeah. He is by far now my favorite Kelsey. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not even a football fan, but still. So we all have seen the video of Jason Kelsey shirtless outside of the suite at the Chiefs game this past weekend. Yep, in freezing cold Buffalo. Freezing cold. He's screaming, having a good time. Well, apparently... As he and his wife, Kylie, walked into the suite, he said in a um, the new podcast, the New Heights podcast, it just came out today, he said to her, quote, I'm not going to lie, I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into that suite, I said, I'm taking off my shirt and I'm jumping out of that suite. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Jason, don't you dare. I'm just letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. <laughs> I'm doing this. (laughs) We have also learned that this was the first time that Jason Kelsey and his wife, Kylie, met Taylor Swift. Yeah. And even aside from that, like even if Taylor wasn't there, he was still planning on doing this because the Buffalo fans were such jerks, (laughs) apparently, (laughs) that this was the thing that he was doing. Period. End of story. He did not care. Although apparently, I mean, he was having fun. He was out visiting tailgates before the game. Yeah, he was taking shots out of bowling balls and doing all kinds of stuff out in the in the parking lot. He just literally looked to me like a guy who was a football player uh-huh. who was done for the season and likely done for his career. Yeah. And was just now going to have as much fun as humanly possible at a football game and he just wanted to make sure that his wife was aware of what was about to happen. And there are so many videos of this where I have to kind of do a double take and be like, "Wait, is that Aaron?" <laughs> Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Jeremy, apparently our conversation earlier today about why you got sent to the principal's office has started quite the conversations around our building. First of all, I'm just excited they were listening to us for once. <laughs> right? I mean, that was a, a surprising thing in itself. But yeah, as I walked out of the studio for a second, I had like two different salespeople stop me and ask if I actually really did stab somebody with a pencil. <laughs> And then they kind of backed away slowly. I don't understand why. Weird. I don't understand it. And so when we were going to bring this back up again, of course, we had to go and find the roughest of the ruffians that we could have found from their younger days. And that, of course, would have been our own Lee McNabb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real scrapper over here. Real scrapper. I believe it. I mean, she was definitely more of a T-bird than a pink lady. (laughs) That is to this day. Real life. Yeah, yeah. That's why, and you're the pink lady. 
and it just worked out. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna admit first of all that I've never been sent to the principal's office. Seriously, oh, seriously, How, real life. However, asterisk. I'm shocked by that. What? I am too. You never stop talking. Well, right. That's what sent me. Besides the stabbing. <laughs> Besides that stabbing. <laughs> Besides the stabbing. Put a pin in the, the stabbing. Office. We're coming back yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, um, great. No, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom growing up in West Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I went to Western Hills Elementary School. And she, it was in our backyard. She uh. would um, volunteer all of the time. Oh. And she talks often about walking into the school to do whatever she was going to do and find me in the hallway. Uh. Um, there wasn't much of a sent to the principal sort of thing, apparently. But I was often in the hallway for talking mm. uh, so i always say that i took what many found as a flaw right in moi <laughs> and made it into a career i was gonna no. try to make a yeah, rhyme again work, career work, no. um but yeah it was it was more the hallway never the actual principal's office and i never stabbed anyone oh yeah so i i feel like i because i didn't want to derail what we were talking about but you just so casually brought up this whole thing about oh yeah everybody's been stabbed and has like lead left in their hands or whatever from school our promotions coordinator has lead in his eyelid from a a pencil stabbing okay two things one (laughs) the amount of people who actually confirmed this (laughs) terrifies me yeah second of all I don't know anybody who got stabbed with a pencil. Well, apparently you know one, Henry. I know several now because they all work here. She doesn't seem like pencil stabbing gal, though, does she? Eye daggers? Sure. Yeah. It was second grade. I hadn't harnessed the chi yet. Oh, okay. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who lives with a four, four, and five-year-old, no chi has been harnessed. (laughs) Yeah. It it takes you a minute. And I really didn't want Danielle to touch my desk anymore, so I stabbed her hand with a pencil. I know. Use your words. She still has the pencil in her hand. That is a thing. There are millennials all over the world right now (laughs) that still have lead in their body somewhere from being stabbed by a pencil in elementary school. You know how like when people kill someone in jail and they have like a teardrop tattoo? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you have any sort of lead remaining in your body, we know yeah. it went down. No it wonder did. you were so insistent on getting a pencil sharpener for Christmas. Oh, well, you're not kidding. Now I'm scared. I love my pencil sharpener. <laughs>